Blog Talk Radio. to MP Talk Radio, sponsored by ISC Investigations. This is Victoria, your host for tonight's show, along with our co-hosts, Mary and Misty. Hello, ladies. Hello. So Hello. tonight we are excited. Hello, Mary. <laughs> tonight we are excited to have a very special guest on the show. We have Jennifer Schaefer. She will tell us how she works with law enforcement, along with the families of the missing. But first, before we introduce Jennifer, let me answer majority of your text messages and the private messages that... Um, all of, well, not all of you, but some of you have been sending me, um, I want to say, for the past two weeks. One of the main questions um, that I've actually been receiving is, well, how do you know if she is legit? We've heard all the horror stories. Well, I'm sure, including myself, Mary and Misty, I'm sure that we've all heard about the same horror stories. We have our, our, we have our, our real true um, mediums, and then we have our, unfortunately, we, we have the ones who are not so true. Um, so... To answer your question, um, I'm going to go ahead and just answer it all now. I actually had a personal reading with Jennifer. I want to say it's been about a month. Um, I, I, I pretty much won a free reading from Lisa Williams students. And let me tell you, I had no intentions on Jennifer being able to read me whatsoever. Um, you know, from the time I walked in there, from the time she came and got me, we went and we sat down, I grounded myself and I was just blocking myself. But I kind of um, came to realize that it wasn't working. Um, you know, she started telling me about my grandmother, um, you know, making fun of, making fun of her nail polish. Um, she started telling me where my son places Legos, and she started talking about babies. And um, I literally have to say, I was, I, was pretty, I was pretty amazed. So you asked me, do I think she is legit? My answer would have to be, hell yes, I do think she is legit. Jennifer Schaefer, she is a world-renowned psychic medium. She's a profiler, author, uh, a medical intuitive, and more. Her cases have been profiled on Dr. Phil, and she has been a reoccurring guest on the Ricky Lake Show as an expert psychic. She is an esteemed and tested member of Chase Parker's Best American Psychics and Best American Healers. Jennifer's pro bono work is with law enforcement on a regular basis, assisting with cold cases and helping families of victims' finances. She also founded Psychic Angels, which is the collaboration of law enforcement and psychics working together because she believes it's better having more eyes on the scene as well as the unseen, and I definitely have to agree with her on that. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for that nice introduction. Um, oh, well, yes, thank you. you. <laughs> can, I, can I explain to the listeners how you showed up? <laughs> sure, go go ahead. Um, <laughs> when she sat down, she crossed her arms, looked at me, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like, I, at this point, when you get tested by Lisa, you know, when we get go through testing for Lisa Williams, because she puts her name on it, you know, we have you're either you either do it or you don't. Um, you either can be a medium, and you're you know, she trains you in an ethical way that. Um, makes it to where if she does put, again, if she does put her name on it, then you 
you need to be certified. And when you tap, but I'm like, I cannot believe it. Well, she does not want this reading. I can't believe I have somebody in front of me that really doesn't want to be here. <laughs> and um, I'm like, well, I have to do it because otherwise Lisa won't certify me. That's what, that's what was going through my head. But um, you were actually, it was, and I saw you take notes. Like, I still don't know this day what you were writing down. But um, I saw you take notes, and then I started thinking, well, is Lisa, like, Lisa's been known to trick us, believe it or not. Like, she would have, she would blindfold us and have people in front of us and then tell the people to leave. Wow. Like, so we, yeah, to see what we would do. And if we, if we would, you know, it, it, I mean, she does stuff all the time like that. And so it wouldn't surprise, you know, there's people after they gave their first sentence because we had to do two test readings that day. And after the first one, there were some people that thought that, she was doing the same thing where she told everybody to go in there and say no, 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 and, and to not validate and so forth. It was actually pretty mm -hmm. funny. And I started thinking, I wonder if I did read her right. <laughs> you know? But um, thanks for giving me a little bit of um, reassurance before I left the room <laughs> when you had to score us and rate us, which was kind of funny. Oh, you mean when I had to kind of regain my composure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you were saying things that nobody, well, um, you know, when I say nobody, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people besides, you know, my, my partner, Misty and Mary, they all know about the whole baby thing and everything. So when you started saying that, I was like, wow, I really had to compose right. myself. So it definitely was, um, a, you know, a really great experience, you know, to actually go through. Um, <clears throat> so... Kind of, kind of tell us how you do it, you know? I mean, does it, is it something that, you know, are, are you walking by people and all of a sudden you just end up having, you know, um, spirit communicate with you? I mean, is it constant chatter? I mean, I myself and Mary and Misty, we all know how, how medium clairvoyance work, but I'm sure that there's so many people in our audience who don't know how they work. So, um, you know, tell okay. us how it is that you do it. Okay. Um, I... You know, it goes back to we have to obey the universal laws, which is not to read people unless we're asked to. But that being said, um, and <laughs> when I work, um, it comes, you know, the spirit's right next to the first thing. And, and then it, I see it first, and then I start asking questions. And I do that silently, as you witnessed. Um, I'm not the outspoken medium that talks to the spirit because I try to make this look as normal as possible. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it looks very normal when you're talking to the air. So communication through tele, you know, it's telepathic. So I just am constantly asking questions, and then that's when they're giving answers. And um, um, okay, uh, it was very, it was very interesting how, you know, each spirit is different. So each person that is, each person that is here is different, you know, when they, each person that is here shows up with those same personalities over there on the other side. Does that make sense to you guys? It does. It does. So it's never the same. It's never the same when I'm shown. It's never the same, um, you know, the way that, it's like meeting somebody new every single time I'm with reading somebody. It's kind of cool. But as far as being able to shut it off, I am, that part is, you know, I could shut it off, but it's very, very difficult. Oh, I, I can imagine. Exactly. 
So what is is there really a difference between a medium and a psychic? I mean, I know in in my own opinions, and I'm not sure how um, you know if if Misty and and Mary have their own opinions on it. But I mean, I definitely have my opinions when I hear the word psychic versus medium. Yeah, the word and and the word psychic gets a bad rap. I mean, it took me forever to even learn how to spell the word. Actually, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it is. There, I mean, there is a difference, but I've all—I never knew the difference because I've always seen spirit. I've always talked to spirit, so I never knew it that you can actually do that psychically, or you mm-hmm. can—it's a—it's a different channel. Um, so somebody can read you, and the best way to, that I can explain it is something, of course, that Lisa Williams taught, you know, would use. And it—if you're—if if you want to talk to somebody, and you go to a medium, or you go to a psychic and say, okay, I want to talk to my mom. You're, you're thinking about your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom in your head. The psychic's going to be, the psychic's going to look at you and say, oh, do you want to speak to your mother? Your mother's here. When she never really saw your mother, right? But yeah. She's picking up the empty imprint that your mother left with you. Um, and so, you know, you're, to view a situation, you might be thinking, okay, I hope she brings up this. I hope she brings up this. And the, the psychic will say, oh, there was, you know, a time where you were at the beach and you guys walked. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? <laughs> Sorry about on that. on my side. <laughs> Is everybody okay? That <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Huh. <laughs> like yeah, I know. Weird. Let me turn off my cell phone. You never That's know. Right. You Either never that know. or we're, we're being harassed. <laughs> um, it, it happens quite a lot, actually. Um, so, um, this, so for a medium, though, to get that same situation, a medium would actually see it and then would, would feel um, the spirit and would get the personality and then would describe the beach but not... Would it, probably wouldn't say the view that the person has in front of you. Mm-hmm. She would give it. The, she would give it through the, you know, through the spirit side, which would have been like she. Your mom is mentioning the beach, but she hated the beach. You know, <laughs> she hated. She yeah. telling me that she never liked it. She thinks it's too sandy or whatever. That's the kind of thing. Those are the kind of differences uh, between a psychic and a medium. A psychic will tell you what, the, which is fine. It you know, psychics are great, and I am a psychic, but. They, but they get they read it differently than a medium. Hmm, interesting. So, you know, I actually um, I want to say towards the beginning of the year I had to go do an investigation. You know, we're a, a PI company, so we do numerous investigations, and um, I was actually um, given an assignment to go and investigate a psychic. So I went in there, I sat down, and I said, I'm devastated. My my husband left me for, like, this other woman. I, I pretty much just did a big old fraud. My whole thing is that I just kind of had to get her, you know, on video, basically. Um, you know, she ended up telling me I was going to end up pretty much winning the lotto. Um, I have, you know, such a black aura that was passed down from generation to generation to generation. And, um, you know, she told me that, you know, what? I... I 
Yeah, that's what she had said, that I had like this very black oh aura that's been God. passed down from generation to generation, um, and that my husband and I, that we would be getting back together. I think she kind of gave me a time frame, like two or three weeks, um, and when I came home, I was just laughing, because the fact of the matter <laughs> is that um, I'm married, but I'm married to a female. I don't have a husband. Um, you know, I know that I don't have a black aura. I know that. You know, I've never and even heard of black aura. That's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, and apparently I needed this this cleaning or this clearing. I'm not really sure, but um, you know, anyhow. Long story short, I, you know, I mean, see, people like that, in my opinion, give other people, such as yourself and all the other um, medium yeah. clairvoyants who are truthful and and legit, such a bad name. It's called charlatan. <laughs> you know, it's charlatan. And, it's, it's, and it's it's just so sad. It is really, really, I can't tell you how many times people have been in my office with those same experiences. And these are people that offer to help them solve cases and yeah. and tell them, you know, I had one couple that was missing, um, a ch their son was missing, and this, this psychic told them, that um, their son was uh, dead, and their son's body parts were being sold in Mexico. Oh, wow. And, and talking about, like, I, this is where ethics and morals are, it should always be mandatory in any job that you're in, but this yeah. is where it just, this is, this is what drives me absolutely insane. First of all, when you're working with someone, unless you know for a fact where the body is, you better be sure that that person's gone. It's the same vibration. If somebody's depressed or very sad or thinking about suicide, it's the same vibration as being, if you're a psych, it's as being dead, okay, as somebody mm -hmm. that died tragically. And you have to be very careful of how you perceive information. And I, it's just, there's so many, I call them psychic, there's so many mess, like messy, 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 things that psychics have done, which is incredibly unfortunate, and it, they base it upon fear, and it, it's something that, that's why I felt so strongly about being tested, because I felt the more backup you have, the better it is, you know, because you want to go to somebody that's credentialed in whatever field they're in. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. I, I do. And what... What do you think about the ones who, I mean, you know, I, a very good friend of mine, um, she, she's a medium, um, and, you know, this is something that she was born with, and, you know, talking to her mm -hmm. um, and just listening to, to her experiences when she was growing up, you know, it was, it was very difficult for her. You know, she, um, right. if I'm not mistaken, I think she was like, you know, at the point I didn't, I didn't know if it was evil, if it was not, like she had all these questions, and she didn't have Absolutely. somebody to go and kind of walk her through things. You know, right. so what 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 would you say about about the about the mediums who are naturally gifted and and you know they they don't have any any you know like credentials to to kind of back them up. You know, I think that they're great. Those the ones that question, like the one that you mentioned, is a an, a fantastic medium. Um, based upon what you said, her childhood, like that was me. I grew up in a very religious family. Um, my because I because of the way I worked with law enforcement, I felt that it was, um, well, I'll start off by saying that there's no way I could master the universe, and that's what you're doing with this work. There's, mm -hmm. And I would love to learn. 
it's not about learning how to be a medium, it's learning how to interpret information that comes through. And that's really, the, and you know, there's some mediums that don't, you know, that don't need that. They, that, and I think it's, I think it's, I think there's, you know, if you own your gift and you're doing it the right way, then that's the best thing you can do. You're helping the world, you're healing the world. It doesn't matter if you're credentialed or not. I'm, my, the clients, I'm in a psychiatrist's office. I share an office space with an MD. It just helps my line of work to have that. But I've always I can seen see that. People. I've always, I've always, I've always, you know, talked to spirit. I've always, you know, uh, kind of about things. If that makes sense. But no, it does. By, by having Lisa as a mentor, I'm the luckiest person ever. You know what I mean? It's I'm very grateful, and um, I think that if if for, and every person is different. So for me, it was important to get credentials. It doesn't that doesn't apply to everybody else? Of course not. Yeah, and I I definitely see see your point. And you know, one of the things that I think that um, sometimes what people don't understand is that um, you know they they people are sometimes are under a false um, sense of you know, working with the medium that you're going to be able to pinpoint the exact location, meaning if you, you know, right. if you're in, for example, well, we, we both live in, you know, we're, we actually don't live far from one another. So, you know, for example, uh, Manhattan Beach, you know, you say, well, uh -huh. you know, if you drive down to Lamo and turn into, you know, the Delamo Mall, go to the newer section, park by the gym and walk approximately five feet, then that's where you'll be able to find your missing loved one. But a lot of people, um, you know, don't understand that that's not really how it works. So can you kind of explain how, how it works when, when you're walking, when, when you're actually working with law enforcement, how it is that you're able to gather your information and to kind of, um, you know, give them new, new leads and, and different insights? Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I actually um, work, you know, I work over the phone. So when I get, for instance, I worked on a case down in San Diego. Well, I wasn't physically down there, but I worked with, um, <laughs> I worked with the FBI on a missing person case. And I actually, you know, they're, they're more shocked by the process. They're like, can't you just come down here? And I'm like, it actually is more of a distraction because of the way information comes in to be down there. Um, and I walked them through, an air, like over the phone, I was able to see what they were seeing. And then I was also given information about where this person was. And I was able to tell them where, you know, where to go. Like even without, even with not being there, um, it, it's a clearer channel per se because mm -hmm. I'm not distracted by everything that's moving. I'm able to see what they're seeing and direct them, like whether to go right or whether to go left, or there's a place that's over, you know, beyond a certain point, and I'm either, and I was actually shown a white shed at an airport. I didn't know if the person that was missing was in the shed, which is never a good sign, but in the white shed at the airport, or was showing me what the view of where she was at from the airport, because that was the location, okay? okay? And there was, there was a white shed that was over by a house across the airport, okay? Um, at the end, by the end, I was able to get them to this house and they actually did find her DNA there. But unfortunately, it was too much 
she was she wasn't alive. There was no body, yeah. but her DNA was there, and that was crushing. But does that it? I answer your question. No, no, that, definitely. You did. I mean, I okay. I definitely understand. Uh, Misty, Mary, do either one of you ladies have any questions as as far as how that kind of works? Nope, not really. No, that makes sense to me. Okay. 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 Good. And then what, what happens from there? I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, we talk to, to so many families, <clears throat> and there's so many times that the parents right. are just like, you know, can you just tell me where to go? And I explain to them, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, these are things that I have actually learned, um, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I have to explain to them that it doesn't work that way. It's literally a huge jigsaw puzzle. And yeah. once, yeah. you know, once, once after, um, you know, the uh, medium clairvoyant is given this information, then they provide that information to us. And then from there, then we have to kind of search. Right. You know, it's right. like, so it's, you know, it's one of those things, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. It's, I, it's not it, a, a pinpoint. Right. It comes in differently. So one of the things, like with what you're mentioning, the jigsaw puzzle. So on that particular case, um, I was able, I told him, I said, you know, it feels like the mother of this of this person, of this woman, it was her daughter, of course, her daughter. Um, I said, I saw her legs and I saw darkness and her walking. And I said, walking is deadly. I'm like, I'm getting walking is deadly. Now, when you think of that or when you, when you hear that, you automatically would assume that it just meant, you know, don't go outside, don't go walking, um, you're going to get hurt. Because we were dealing with the cartel, we were dealing with a bunch of, uh, yeah, a lot of really heavy stuff. Well, where the street that she was, her DNA was found on. Guess what it was? Walking street. Wow. Walk, walking is deadly, right? So, wow. and, and like, and like you said, when it comes to interpretation, that's the difficult part. So I interpreted it like, you know, don't go out, not, don't go out at nighttime and walk because apparently you might get killed, <laughs> right? Yeah, that walking, exactly. You know, I'm getting exactly. deadly. Well, that was the only way to show me where that location was. And it was only until after they found the DNA that I was like, what street was it on? Like, it's walking street. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, then it all came together. But that was kind of, that was really, um, it does come in different ways. A lot of different you know, ways. As a puzzle. There, there's plenty of times when, um, you know, when, when um, my friend who's a medium clairvoyant, there's plenty of times when she'll tell me certain things and I'm just like literally blown away. Um, you know, and by I, the way, she's great, by the way. Just from your view, from what I'm getting, she's, and I know that probably sounds funny, <laughs> but she, she's, um, she's great. She's a really, really good medium. Well, thank okay, you. And, you know, sorry. I mean, Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> Go on. Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. You know, um, I mean, like I said, I mean, she she's wonderful. I mean, you know, she tells me certain things, and um, you know, um, you know, the, just the way she explains things. And I'm a visual, I'm a very visual person. So if you give me something to read, I'm be like seriously, and I'm not going to bother with it. And even up to this day, I know she gets annoyed because she'll send me something and she'll ask me, "Did you skim or did you read?" And I'm like, "I'm reading it now," you know. Um, but I mean, right? You know, she. She was the one who really kind of got the ball rolling with my son, who is extremely intuitive, and I really need to catch up to him, um, you know, right. and, um, you know, showing me different was, things. And uh-huh. I'm sorry, go on. No, no, I, I, did, I was 
going to tell you, Mike, what I saw about your son is just he is way ahead of, I mean, that kid is spectacular when it's, it comes it's to what scary. he does. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> It's Sorry, scary, you know, I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. It's, yeah, no, you know, there's times when um, when he'll see that I'm looking at a map, and when he notices that I'm looking at a map, he automatically knows, Mom, you're looking for somebody. And I said yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, and um, and I'll, he'll ask, Well, can I see a picture? So I say, Sure. I show him, you know, a picture, and um, you know, wow. I don't really give him all the details. You know, he's he's a little kid. He's right. five. You know, um, you know, so he'll look at the picture, and one of the ones um, that I showed him, he looked at, and I could literally see um, how he just literally changed, you know, the color from the color of his eyes. His eyes went like this dark, clear blue. So at that point, I knew that he was communicating with spirit, and I was blown away by when he told me wow. the things that he did because these things um, that he actually mentioned to me, the um, – um, my friend, who's a medium clairvoyant, she's the one who already told me these things had happened. And when he told me these things, I was just like, wow. Wow. You yeah. Know? So, you know, I mean, just from a hey, learning I'm perspective. Sorry. I, it, it feels like you're breaking up a little bit. Um, oh, am I? I'm sorry. I'm on yeah. a landline. You're on a landline? Okay. Yeah. I felt like it was breaking up. Okay, maybe that's Misty and Mary? I'm on a landline. I'm good. No, I meant, is she breaking up a little bit, or is it just nope. the way no, I'm No, everything's clear. Everything's clear on my end. Okay. Okay, there it You know, it's probably my grandmother, my... Jennifer. Sorry about that. <laughs> probably my grandmother. <laughs> I'm like, can I have just one radio show where something doesn't die or something doesn't, like, go so wrong? I'm so sorry to interrupt. I, I apologize. No, no worries. Was... No okay. worries. It's, you know. clear. <clears throat> your your um, son is... Um, it's great that you're creating the space for your son to at least look at things. It's wonderful that you're doing that. Thank That's you. Very Thank important. you. Thank you for that. Um, so, what what would you say to families who, um, you know, their 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 missing loved ones have been missing for years, and um, you know they're not getting any sort of any assistance from law enforcement, and you know they've heard the horror stories. You know, people knocking at their door telling them, um. You know, they're a psychic, and, you know, you give me X amount of dollars, and I can tell you where your child's at. I mean, how how are you able to um, rectify kind of, that? Yeah, exactly. Um, it is, first of all, if a psychic shows up at your door, don't answer it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you're not, it goes back to obeying the universal laws. Do not interfere unless, unless, unless you have, like, um, you know, I, I don't, that's, it's, okay, not every, I, psychic mediums need to get paid, but that, for someone to come up and say that's what they're going to do, it's just not okay, it's not okay to do that, I, I'm going to, like, when I get all my pro bono work, and not just me, but I, even if they have the money to pay me, even if they wanted to pay me, I will never, ever, ever take money for finding or helping a, a family um, because it's just, I believe that, you you know, it comes back tenfold later on anyway. I don't look mm -hmm. at currency like that, but it's just not, it, those stories are so awful and I feel for those families that because they're grieving, they're grieving and 
of course, it makes my life work, you know, a thousand times more difficult because that's what gives us that bad name. Um, so my advice that you're asking, what would you advise families to do? Um, I would I would ask them to investigate, be their own investigator of this line of work. So if if they were open to the idea of having a psychic or a medium or both or whatever, um, have them look online. Have them see what, what resonates with them. Because every person's different. Every family's different. And then whatever resonates with them, that's where they should go. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I think that's actually really good advice. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, when, when I talk to the families and, you know, um, you know, right away, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of have to fill them out. You know, I know that um, a lot of families are very religious, and to them, that's just pure evil. They're, they're just not having it. So I kind of have to, um, you know, as I mentioned, kind of take those steps to kind of see how I'm going to kind of introduce this without it becoming this big old um, religious conversation of, of its evil and so forth. So what, right. what do you say once once religion comes into into play? Because you yourself, you know, have when right. you were growing up, were in a very religious household. I myself, I was in a very religious household. Um, right. You know, so how do you how do you explain that? Um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> one of the best questions, or one of the most questions I get asked. Um, I explain it. Um, in a way, um, like when I went through my own personal experience of having to come to terms with my gift and having it not fit in the way I was raised, um, you can't blame people for being afraid. And the stories back it up, like what we just got done talking about, um, why they shouldn't talk to psychic mediums. But when, when my father, for instance, both my parents being very religious, I come from a very loving family. I'm one of seven children. The list goes the list goes on and on. But my dad had an enormous problem with it, and he he couldn't make it work. He couldn't. He thought that he would have to live his you know leave his religion to accept his own daughter's you know profession and who his daughter is. Well, you know after after a while. Um, he did accept it. They're my biggest fans, but it was because he was led to that. Um, it's a personal experience that they have to go on to. He, what it did was, I never changed the way that I did my work, and I never, I never forced. Like it's not my job to make people believe. It's their job. It's my job to give evidential information and facts, and it's their job to deal with the aftermath. Does that make sense? It does. Um, but my father actually quoted Luke, um, Luke, what is it called? Uh, I'm sorry, that sounded really lame. <laughs> he quoted the Bible in Luke. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was like section you know, 10 or 11, where they talked about the Good Samaritan. Okay? And the Good Samaritan came from a story that somebody was um, healing people that wasn't one of the apostles. And because he was doing it in Jesus' name, the apostles, you know, the, some of the apostles wanted to, uh, you know, tell him to knock it off, basically. And Jesus said, well, 
you know, if he's if he's for me, not against me, why would you do that? Kind of thing. And all because of that, my dad basically said, well, you're the good Samaritan. <laughs> I'm the good Samaritan. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that helped him with his religion. And it helped him accept what I did. And he also was at my house and watched me, you know, watched me entrenched in the case that I just told you about, actually, um, with the FBI and with the DEA. And he's like, and I do that just out of my own heart. And it was grueling. My husband had to pick me up off the floor when they, because I thought she was still, I wanted her so bad to still be alive. And when they bust, when they got, when they ended up getting into that house and, you know, finding her DNA, too much of it, where they knew that she wasn't, that crushed me. And you don't, you don't go through those emotions because you're just doing this for fun. You know what I mean? And for him to see all of that happen, he, he had his own, he ended up with his own belief that, wow, you know, she's doing this for the greater good. She's doing it at, a, at the cost of her own feelings and her own emotions. And, you know, how could that be bad? Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, um, it's, it's really hard and just kind of um, talking from, from my own personal experiences and um, I'm sure both Misty and Mary would, would probably agree with this as well is that, you know, when you're talking to these families and they're on the other line or you're with them face to face and they are just sobbing in tears, it, it takes so much of, of our own self to not break with them, you know. And then once after we're in our, in our very own, I guess you can say safe haven, what have you, then that's when it really hits, you know. I mean, I'm, right. we're, we're all, you know, we're all parents myself, Misty, Mary, and, and yourself, and, you know, any times when, when it comes to children, um, you know, and, and this is just kind of, um, you know, I, I guess saying that even before I, was a, before I was a mom, you know, I always had a, a really big spot for kids because, you know, it, it's right. us who need, who need to protect them. It's, it's, it's all of right. us. It's, it's society right. um, that needs to kind of help out for everybody. You know, if you see a kid doing wrong or if you see, you know, somebody trying to hurt a kid, you know, kind of, it, it's, it's our responsibility. Well, at least in my opinion, I feel that it is that we need to speak up. So when I, when I see these families, um, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, it takes every ounce of energy that I have not to break with them. And, you know, I'm a very, you know, emotional person. And if some, you know, if my son cries because he's feeling, he's not feeling good, I'm crying with him. You know, um, my friend's having, my, my friend's going to have surgery. I'm like already in tears. Oh, my God. You know, my friend's having a bad day. I, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, are you guys okay? Blah, blah, blah. You know. Right. So I would, by the way, I would have never guessed that based upon the first time I met you. <laughs> 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 that you well, I have to have this certain persona, <laughs> and I'm totally just messing it up right now. <laughs> I know, you know. You totally you know, so are right now. <laughs> you know, so Actually, it's, like, it's so really heartbreaking. Her, Victoria. I'm sorry? Hello? Sure, go ahead. Yes. Hi. Okay. So um, what other tools do you use? Like do you use pictures, pendulums, cards, dowsing rods, anything like that during your process of... Uh, um, your missing person cases and such? You know what? I, I don't. I use the first name. So okay. if, if they so if they give me the name, because I ask, I, you know, 
when I ask questions, I like to use the first name just so I can make sure for myself that I'm talking about the right, like I'm getting the right information for the right person. And so I don't question it as much. But I don't use, uh, I, I, I'm, I know those tools are used, but I, I don't use those tools. Okay. Um, so when you get offered, how do you, first of all, how do you decide which cases you're going to take? Um, do you take all of them? And can you just describe for, my, for us uh, what happens once you get a case, what steps you go through? Okay. Um, it depends on where it comes from. But if there's a missing person case, those are ahead of the cold cases just because, um, obviously, it's time sensitive. Um, and if I'm working with the families, it depends on who refers it. So if, if, it, if the medical field, like the psychiatrist, for instance, um, I work with doctors. And a lot of times when it's missing person cases, um, the person that goes missing usually is involved with the psychiatrist sometimes. You know, um, just recently it's been more of that. But, so if they refer it to me, then I talk to the families with everybody else in the loop. I want everybody to see what's happening and how I operate. And those, those are the first cases. And then the second cases, I mean, I have cases that are still going on. I, try, I, I take one case a week because I realize that it, it, it goes when, um, it goes through phases. Like sometimes I'll get bombarded with cases and then other times, you know, I'll go a month without a case. I always have certain cases though that have been ongoing. There are cases that have been ongoing. Um, that we want to get opened up, the ones that, um, unfortunately, law enforcement can't help anymore. Does that answer? Does that answer your question? Sort of. Yeah, it answers. Like, um, and so, what happens once you decide you're going to take a case? Then what? What? What do you? Do? I work with the. I work with the family. So I, the family either calls me, you know, depending upon where it is in the world. I'm either, you know, I've had a couple local cases just right here in LA where I meet with them, they come to my office and I meet with them and I give them information that goes to the private detectives or goes to law enforcement. Um, and then the detectives take my information and they make it tangible. They're the ones that go out and get it. Right. So, and I'll, I'll take you through one, a case real fast. Um, there was a, kid that, a child that went missing and it was referred to me by uh, the medical, a medical doctor actually. And so that night I talked to the mother. Um, so it was a Sunday night. I, the, the mother called me. I told her, um, I said that she just wanted to know if her child was still alive. And at that point, because of course that's what every parent wants to know. And I, even though my heart was, you know, my gut was, was in excruciating pain because it was a child from my neighborhood, it was somebody that was local. Um, okay. I was being shown that the child was fine. I was being shown the child was not hurt. And I was being shown that the child actually... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just blame um, my grandmother. That's what we'll do. We'll blame my grandmother. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> so... Um, sorry about this. Now I have to get, get back to my train of thought. Um, I, with that particular mom, I was able to tell the mother 
that her child, I felt like I said, I felt like my stomach was telling me something totally different. I knew that she thought that the child was not alive. I was, I have to trust the information that's given to me through spirit and the child was. And from that point, you know, I talked to her a little bit about it and it, this was a, all cases are very multi-layered. It's never just a clean, this person was taken and the end kind of thing. It's, it's very multi-layered. And so the next day I told her, I said, why don't you come to my office tomorrow? So she came to my office and then I was able to tell her certain aspects of, of about the child. Um, and the private investigator started looking in the direction that I told him to go look and started getting the information that, you know, that would lead us to her. And then I was told that she would, she would be home safe by Thursday. And this was, this was a Monday night that I got the phone call. So, um, the in-between phases go, it just, it changes with every single case when working. But I usually start with the families first because they have the direct connection to the person that's either deceased or the person that's missing. Does that make sense? Is this Missy or Mary? This is Missy. Okay. Hi, Missy. Sorry about that. Um, yep, it does. Does that make yeah, sense? I just, cause okay. I just kind of wanted to give the listeners um, an idea of, like, the process that is gone through. Um, you know, once you receive the case, you know, if you review it or in all the steps that you take as a medium um, to help them solve the case, right? Just because that wasn't clear throughout yeah. the show. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thanks. I appreciate that, um, that you asked that question. All right. You know, we actually have a caller who has a, well, I guess I should wait. <laughs> I don't know what, sometimes I'm just blaming my grandmother. I don't know what it is. Um, it sounds like a fax machine or a recording. I know. Recording. I know. I don't know what it is, but it is driving me crazy. So we have a caller who actually has a question. Do you mind okay. um, taking some calls? Uh, no. <laughs> if this ever stops. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Right. Hi, caller. Hello. Hi. Hello. Do you have a question? Um, yes, I was calling. Um, I'm actually a medium, and I have been working on a missing person case locally. And I've not uh -huh. really done a whole lot with law enforcement or anything of that aspect. But I did actually have a question that um, this is the first time I've ever done anything with a missing person case. And okay. um, I'm having a, having a lot of visions um, that are seeming to connect together but I really don't know how to put them together, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yes, but I'm that. continuously getting things like water, rocks, um, concrete, but okay. there's nothing really pulling me. I mean, I get numbers like 2-2, two, two, like double digits, but nothing that's really pulling me to one specific area. And I was just wondering, okay. if, is that totally normal? or? <laughs> um, actually, it is. It, it, um, so... When you, when you work like that, write down every single thing that's shown to you. And what I have learned throughout this process that it might not make sense to you, but it will make sense to the people that are involved. Okay? So if you say that there's rocks, there's concrete, and that you're describing the place. Okay? So even though you're not getting, um, is this for a female that we're missing? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is she... Uh, 
Let's not give out too much learned. information only because, okay. you know, Sorry. we don't know fa families. Got as it. long as we cannot give, like, geographic names. <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't going to give names or I wasn't going to – I'm just getting the – I'm getting – okay. So no, go ahead, Jennifer. The, go ahead. When you're – I can't help but pick things up when we're on the phone. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm getting that you're when, getting it, too. <laughs> So when you when you um, when you're getting those numbers, for instance, uh, a lot of times numbers will mean you know it could be an apartment number, it could be a street number, it could be the last two digits, you know, it could be the last digits on a car license plate. You mm -hmm. just what what I would do, which took me a long time to understand, because I tried so hard to make to make it fit, not to make it fit, but to make it, you know chronological and makes sense, it, it will never do that. <laughs> Rarely does it do that. Okay? It's our job yeah. to write everything down and hand it over. Because if you try to make sense of it, because some of that stuff is in the future. Okay? And that's what I found out is that they won't, you know, the, some of the information that you get now will help out a case okay. later on. It's, or help out that case later on. It's not necessarily for them. It won't make sense for a while. You okay. just have to trust it. You have to trust it. And you're you're good. So trust what you get. Okay? Okay. So the area that I'm filling, I should most likely stick with it. Yes, absolutely. And guess okay. what? The first impressions that you get are usually always, always, always the most important. Because okay. everything else, because you end up finding out about the case more as it goes on, then it sometimes gets a little bit... Um, it, how would I explain it? Um, overload. It gets overloaded, and you're right. Well, you you have to be careful not getting the information from the people that are involved necessarily. Okay. That you're getting it from the ethers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Like you don't want to get too front Right. It sounds like right. that the caller's describing uh, like a man-made dam or something, rocks, water, and concrete. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like. It's inside, like this inside something, like, like, like in, like in, inside, like there's. And this is this is where it. This is where it's good to get other, you know, other people that have in, intuition on it because it, oh. they'll get different aspects of it. That was brilliant, um, what you just okay. said as far as you thought it was a dam. You know what I mean? Or this is where. Um, it's great to have a collective look at it. Yeah. Yeah, we um, actually have, like, a little group going for a while um, uh -huh. and collecting information that way. But it got to the point where, um, uh, like, in the group area, there was, for me, myself, just doing this for the first time. Because I was, I mean, I do the readings and things like that, but for the first time taking on a missing person case, it was very um, just distracting to have all the other yes. information because when I'm just alone by myself or in the presence of the energy of that person, I pick up uh -huh. so much. And it's like then it's a lot easier for me to just sit down and let spirit do their job. Just be that vessel that's and let spirit support. Then that's the way you have to work. That's the way you, you need to work, okay? Mm -hmm. Trust Again, trust that aspect of it. And, yes, there's a lot of – you have – you also have to know the people who, like I have Lisa Williams look on cases 
when my son went missing for 40 minutes on a mountain. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, skiing. Yes, in Mammoth Mountain. Um, my husband lost him. He went to Climax. And my son is fearless. He, uh, he, was a, he went missing for 40 minutes. And I was, being show, I was being shown by spirit that he was fine, but my gut and heart were ripped out, and I was actually swearing to the ethers that if, he was, if they're showing me that he's fine, and he even has a scratch on him, I will <laughs> quit this work. I'll never, ever do this work again. And I was so angry and scared. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful to be friends with her. But I, I called her in. I said, I don't trust. Obviously, I'm too close to this. I don't trust it. And she's like, send me air. You know, she, she's like, I do think he's fine, but I'll get on the next flight out there. You know, I was, he did. He was fine. He ended up going the back route and just, ended up coming to the condo that we were at. But I know I don't mean to die trying towards with this, but um, trust what you're given. Trust that if you need to bring someone in, bring someone in. If you don't need to bring someone in, then do it yourself because that might be what needs to have happen. Okay? Yeah. Well, now I'm curious as to what case you're working on. I don't know if I should say on the radio. No, not no, not on. No, not here. I no. mean, not you know. You can always PM me. I'm, I'm now. I'm just yeah. curious. You know, um, okay. you know, curiosity got the best of me now, and I'm thinking, hmm, my mind's going. Yeah. Maybe if I wasn't so distracted, I probably could maybe pinpoint something, but I can't right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely like PM you on that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things that I always say to, to everyone, I say this to advocates, and, you know, I've, I've said this before that I'm not a really big fan of working with advocates um, because there, it's, there's been a lot. I have just seen a lot of problems. I like to work directly with the families, and Mary's laughing because she knows what I'm referring to. I like to work directly with the family members. I like to work with, with I love to work with mediums, um, you know. Um, sometimes you, you have the advocates who are so gun ho and, it's just they want all of your 100% attention on them, and you can't, unfortunately. You know, you so right. You know, so I always tell people, you know, if you need any help, you know, we're we're not in this for fame and glory. We're we're not in this for, for that whatsoever. <laughs> you know, um, so. our our whole thing is to you know be able to help families, and if families call us up and say, hey, we were told this, you know, what do you think about about this? Um, you know, the one thing I always tell the family is just how Jennifer said, investigate it. Go with your gut feeling. God has blessed us all with the wonderful thing called women's intuition. Some people believe right. in it. Some people don't. I am a true believer in it. Um, I, I don't believe in things just happen just to happen. Everything, you know, kind of happens for a reason. Um, you know, so you kind of have to go with that. You have to go with your gut instinct because the parents, yeah. especially the moms, we're we're going to be the closest energy level to to our children, basically, the closest connection. So we're we're going to yeah. know if some if something's up, you know. So yeah, at, at any given, going, I'm sorry? sorry. I said true, but the mother's always going to be the most irrational too, um, yes. and have erratic energy around them. So it's going to be really hard to deal with with sometimes the family that's really in. A, a bad place at that moment. So sometimes a family or an advocate for the family is better because they're calmer and they have a more level energy. Which I agree That's with you. I do on that point. Um, you know, 
but at the same time, the fa the the um the parents they have to be the ones to kind of be in more control compared to the advocates. That's just my own personal opinion. True. Yeah, and an advocate sometimes are hard to work with, though, right? Yes, and I've experienced that. However, <laughs> we also have the advocates who we do work with, um, who are wonderful. You know, an advocate we doesn't have a personal connection. No, these two advocates they actually do. Is it all right to ask another question? Sure, go ahead. Sure. Um, I've experienced this like with the family that I'm working with, which I'm not actually working with them like the whole world doesn't know because <laughs> this is my first time, so I don't, I'm not, I'm just kind of filling it out and hoping, you know, that everything goes the way that it should. Um, but I found that working with the family in the way that I, I've been doing, I kind of had to back off from the parents because it was almost as if I was getting um, almost like a mixed signal from them and getting false information. And when I found that out from siblings, it was like, you know, that, that instinct kicked in of, you know, time to back away from that and start working more so, you know, with the siblings. Again, you have to trust it. But I have, um, I have worked with cases where they do hold back information and, or not hold back, but the information is not, um, how would you say it, uh, it's not accurate. Um, and, I mean, as a medium, you know, for instance, and I'll give just one example. When I was working on a case with a girl that went missing, um, I was working with a mother who, by the way, I knew, of course you don't, I didn't know anything, I, I never know anything other than whether it's a girl or a boy and they're missing or they're, you know, because your cognizant mind is much stronger than anything else. And when this person, I was getting somebody that was deceased, but they were in a white van. And so what do you think of when a, when a teenager goes missing and you're seeing a white van? Doesn't that scare you a little bit? Definitely. Okay. okay. So I realized that what I ended up finding out was that this person was, the, the mother was the adopted mother. And the daughters, the person that um, we were trying to find was adopted, and her real father was deceased, and he was a mechanic. And so when I was shown the white van, I could have gone crazy that she was molested and all this other stuff that you do with white vans, unfortunately. But it was actually her father showing that he was working, that what he did for work. But it, you, can you see how confusing that could be if yeah. the mother was being honest about it? And I also yeah. got the fact that I felt mm -hmm. that the, the way the father passed away was very, very um, was um, awful. And... I mean, there's so many different things that can be interpreted the wrong way. And so by the, by the adoptive parent or the, the parents that were discussed, or, you know, or I won't go into much more detail. My point is when you get, when you feel comfortable working with the siblings, work with the siblings. Because there mm -hmm. are going to be things that we're, they don't want to let us know because it, they feel like it will be used against them. Yeah. Okay? That's yeah, that, that's more what I feel like with the situation, not that they're intentionally, like, lying to me or anything of that substance, just that, you know, it's, of course, it's a very difficult time, you know, and it's, right. they don't, you know, they don't know me from Adam, so it's like, 
you know, there's that trust issue to begin with, and being the first time really being around the medium is very difficult for them as well. So for me, it was just I'm more comfortable with the younger generation um, and working right. in that area as opposed to anything else. Right. You know, like right. In the situation there. So that's what you're given. I've noticed being around the family members that because um, the person who was missing, I I never knew. Like I, you know, had no contact with this person until one day I just happened to see their picture, you know, of a missing poster. And um, once I started talking to the family, and I would say things, and they would know for a fact that it was that person. You know, like things that they had done that there was no way I would have known of. And I almost felt like maybe I was being too much um, of a reminder and maybe making uh, the parents feel a little uncomfortable in that situation. So I just kind of... Got it. Yeah. You know, I, the, the, if the fear is going to be your number one enemy because it's going to come up in every single thing that you see. So if they're fearful of what you do for work, which it's only because they don't understand, you're going to pick that yeah. up. It's not necessarily you working. You're just going to feel it from them, which also carries the same vibration as not trusting. Does yeah. that make sense? So, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> whatever you, I mean, whatever you're getting, make sure you keep you write it all down or record it. And um, my my only advice would be not to make sense of it. You can try, but just the best the best way to go is by just, you know, giving the information and letting them take it from there. Okay. It's hard because we want to solve it, we want to find it, we want to make sure everything's okay, but, you know, our, our job is, is the medium to let other people find them. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't mean to dilute yeah. it at all. Believe me, I feel disappointed. You know, it's... um something we carry very close to our heart when we work on these cases. We become, you know, we become involved. Yeah. You almost start, like, eating, breathing, and sleeping, you know, the case, like, or I have, I've become consumed, like, I just, it's like I, every free moment I get, I'm trying to do more and more, like, whether it be meditate or go in with a map and just constantly trying to give something to try to help the family. Right. All right. Well, thank you for that well, caller. And and definitely, if you can send me a PM, I'm like really in. Now, now I'm curious as to, you know, as to which case this is now. Nick, <laughs> I just yeah. want to say to her that you're going to have to get used to it because there's a lot of cases that, you know, once the kids come home or the cases just, you just never know the ending of some cases. So, yeah, it's kind of part of it. That's true. That's true. Well, Thank you for calling in. So, Jennifer, I know that we're kind of um, almost our, our time's up, but I wanted to ask you really quickly about Psychic Angels. Um, can you kind of walk us, you know, through how you actually founded that? Sure. And can I, can I ask just a favor for everybody that's listening? Um, something, very, something very tragic actually happened, and it's very close to me. Um, uh, and it's all over the news. Um, I would like to have a, just a moment of silence or a 
nice prayer or however you send out love, um, three families that are involved. Um, it was, I don't even know how to say this. Um, somebody that I grew up with ended up shooting six people. And the people that he shot and are people that I know as well. And that happened yesterday. And um, I'm very deeply emotionally involved in it. And I'm sorry if I'm getting, I, this is really uh, hard for me. Um, if everyone can just send out <clears throat> good thoughts, um, however you do that, I would really appreciate that. Um, the three families are the Stays, Haskells, and um, the Lions. It's a it's a horrible situation, and I you never think that you you know you never think that it's going to be that close to you, um, and it just happened. So, okay, thank you for that. Um, now back to the question. Psychic. Angel. No. Yes. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. You, why don't we go ahead and take um, a moment of silence and say about a good 20 seconds, so that way you know you can kind of gather yourself as well. I, I know. I know that it's it's very difficult for you, Jennifer. Yeah. So if everyone could just you know send out some some positive you know some positive vibes, some you know wonderful prayers, um, you know to everyone that has been in, um, involved in today's incident. Um, we definitely would really appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and take a moment of silence, and then we'll um, um, we'll go ahead and we will return. Um, so that way, um, Jennifer can kind of walk us through really quick, and then um, we'll go ahead and we'll we'll end our show. Are you there, Jennifer? All right. Yeah, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I you're, appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. Misty, Mary? Yep. All righty. You. So you're, okay. you're, you're more than welcome. So kind of walk us through Psychic Angels. Okay. Psychic Angels was created as um, just kind of a, as a forum. So when I get cases, I do work with other psychics. I do work with the community. I do work with law enforcement. And I just believe that however... You know, and each person's different. Each case is different, but it was just—it was created as a, a as a place for us to help. That's the way that I give back, um, and that's the way that you know other psychics and mediums give back. And as a force, we just were there to help help you know the people that are in need. Um, so if there was a missing person case, they just go through. You can go through my website and pull up Psychic Angels, and then we look at the. Then we look at um, each case and see what we can do with it. Um, we try to get to as many as we can, but it's just a collective. And I call in on investigators to look at it from their data point. I have a forensic team that I work with that do their own profiling. So the profile, you know, together is more of a impactful one than just two profiles being separate. 
So. Right, and you know, um, I think it's I think it's great. You know, I think that um, you know, um, the more people that get involved, the, the better. Um, you know, and unfortunately, um, you know, we're going to have individuals that um, are going to be very um, hesitant just because of religious um, beliefs, and you know, yeah. and I, I respect that. Um, absolutely. Sorry, go on. I said absolutely. We respect so, the fact that you know whatever background you have. You know, but um, you know, like I said, I I'm I'm you know always for for working with mediums. Um, I think that um, you know medium clairvoyants are are great. I think that you know it's just unfortunate that the good ones have to work twenty times as harder just because of, of the of the frauds out there. <clears> hey, <throat> okay, um, Jennifer, yeah. do you have any any questions? Anything you you'd like to add? Uh, no, that's that's about it. Um. I I appreciate being on the show. I appreciate all the good work that you guys are doing. Um, it's you know I'm there for you guys if you need anything, and if you want me to look at anything, you know where to find me. I do. I've, um, I stalked you already. <laughs> <laughs> you, what you're doing is so wonderful. The space that you're creating is so wonderful, and I really, really am honored to be on your show. Thank you. No, thank you. Mary, Misty, any, any further questions? Nope. No, I'm good. No, no, ma'am. No. All righty. So, Jennifer, <laughs> um, if people actually wanted to, to kind of be able to, um, um, you know, have their, their missing child, um, um, you know, kind of investigated um, through Psychic Angels, how can they actually get to that website? Just through jenniferschafer.com, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. S-H-A-F-S-E-R dot com. And you can send a message. Um, my assistant, Alexandria, will get it and we'll, we'll go through it. Um, and, you know, hopefully be able to help. That's Great. Well, possible. you know, I, I think that, um, you know, just being, just being able to, to kind of create that, I think that that's really great. I think that, um, you know, um, as I mentioned, everybody needs to kind of gather around and, and kind of be able to help everyone. You know, the children are, are all of our responsibilities, regardless if they belong to us or not. Um, you know, I, I know that I want my children to, to be as safe as, as they possibly can, you know, as they're getting older. And I'm hoping that the world can actually take a, a change in direction for the better as well. Oh, you know? Absolutely. So Jennifer, thank, thank you. you for your time. I really appreciate You're it. Welcome. I know that um, I will be in your office soon, um, and I want you. To, <laughs> I want you to know that. And I joke about my grandmother a lot, um, and I'm sure that you know Misty and Mary. They're they're probably laughing at this as well. But um, literally, she has been popping in my head today, and I just kept saying, "I know, I know, I know." To the point where grandma you're now stalking me i'm supposed to be the stalker <laughs> you know but awesome. um but once again thank you um for for being on the show and and our, our condolences to to you and also to the families um who actually um you know were um kind of going out to the to the tragedy that actually occurred today and if you thank ever you. need any, any assistance with anything definitely you have my cell phone number you can stalk me and we yes. definitely will be here for you <laughs> yes that'll be great i'll look forward to All doing right. that actually <laughs> great. All right. Thank you, and you Thanks have a great day. evening. Thank Make you. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye.
Oh, 